Hey guys, audio section editor Jacob Lazaro here with a quick announcement. Did you know that all of your favorite MDN podcasts are now available on iTunes? Just do a quick search for North by Northwestern in the Apple Podcasts app, then tap on your favorite show and hit subscribe so you'll get a notification whenever we post a new episode. All right, here's the show. No, they explicitly marketed Space Jam to furries. I never saw Space Jam. You should see Space Jam. You it's, should read my. It rev- doesn't hold up. Read my review of Space Jam. I don't know. I think I get my full dose of furries from Disney nowadays. No, no, Warner Brothers all the way. Anyway, speaking of furries, this is Fresh Films, and we're a podcast devoted to discussing movies that are currently in theaters. My name's David Gordon. I'm Marco Cardellano. And I'm Elliot Kronzberg. So today, we're going to be talking about this new film called Colossal. So Colossal is this movie about a woman played by Anne Hathaway who's currently going through a rough time. She decides to move back to her hometown after she breaks up with her boyfriend played by Dan Stevens. And she starts working at a bar that's run by Jason Sudeikis, his character. But then she realizes that she can control this monster that's wreaking havoc over on the other side of the world. And some notables in the crew of this film would be the director, Nacho Vigalondo, who did Extraterrestrial, or the ABCs of Death, and a segment from VHS Viral. And uh, I've seen ABCs of Death and VHS Viral, and fortunately, this movie surpasses both of those in quality. But another important person in this film was Eric Kress, who was the cinematographer, and he shot... Taken 3, but more importantly, David Fincher's remake of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, he sounds Danish. He probably is. Would you really call that a remake or a re... Or it's like a re- a- I mean, it's a, an adaptation of the book. Anyway, so in reference to Colossal, what did you guys think of the performances in the film? I, being Elliot, thought they the performances were okay. Anne Hathaway was the usual Anne Hathaway. So that even when she was supposed to be washed, a washed-up alcoholic ex-blogger, she still came off as Mia from The Princess Diaries. Or the girl with early-onset Parkinson's in Love and Other Drugs. She's Anne Hathaway, and it's hard to distinguish any of her characters from her in real life. Yeah, I agree. Anne Hathaway was fine in the film, but fine is where it stops. She doesn't give an exceptional performance by any means, and the script is so standard that it doesn't really let any of the characters shine. Well, I mean, except Jason Sudeikis, who I actually think gives a very good performance that you wouldn't expect from Jason Sudeikis because of his usual association with SNL and with a ton of not great comedies. I think that his performance is a lot higher than you'd expect from him. I think it has more range than he usually shows, but maybe it's because of what Jason Sudeikis usually plays, but I was impressed with what he did. Yeah, and I think part of what makes Jason Sudeikis' character more interesting than his normal characters would be the narrative, because the narrative really subverts audience expectations. How? Well, I think what David's getting at is that the narrative, you usually expect the narrative to have this romantic subplot or very like common beats when it comes to these like romantic movies, but at the point where you have this common beat of like a fight or something, 
it's not instant. All right, they fought. Now they get back together. There is more complexity to the narrative. It's a bit more subversive. And this is a product of the character relationships. The character relationships are not the standard sitcom slash romantic comedy pairings that we're so used to. They're slightly different. I also think that they actually spent a lot of time with the character interactions within the bar and a little bit less time with the monster stuff than I thought they would at the beginning. There's a lot of time spent giving some of the characters little quirks like Elliot. What was the name of that actor that you mentioned? Tim Blake Nelson. Yes, like Tim Blake Nelson's character has more quirks than you'd think for being a supporting character. Who does he play again? He plays a friend in the bar... He's the older friend, like older than Jason Sudeikis and Anne Hathaway. Thanks for that, David. Thanks for the clarification. Anyway, so this film mainly revolves around Anne Hathaway and her interaction with various bar locals, including Jason Sudeikis, and much less with her interaction with her newfound superpower. So I find that this is an interesting take on magical realism, but Marco, could you discuss that a little further give us a definition of what magical realism is so magical realism is usually a genre that's mostly associated with a lot of latin american art where it's this idea that the supernatural and the magical elements of life are intertwined with everyday struggles a lot of the times it's politically motivated because latin america has a hugely complex political history and A lot of it is very mundane, a lot less grand than, say, a Lord of the Rings type of magic or a Fantasyland type deal. You could have minor things like food that makes people cry or have sudden bursts of emotions. And it's a lot more of like a low-key take on magic than bigger budget films. And the important thing, the most important aspect of magical realism is the way in which these films deal with theme because magical realism films tend to use their supernatural elements in order to express a certain theme. Yes, and that, of course, comes from the political elements of it, from the political climate of Latin America. I will say that the director is not Latin American. He is from Spain, but I do think that it is an influence, and it is a very modern take on magical realism because... I think that the monster and the magic of the film is very much used to comment on self-destructive patterns of alcoholism on the part of Anne Hathaway's character. And later on, magical realism and actually the genre trappings of the kaiju monster movies are used to paint abusive and unhealthy relationships that take up the latter part of the film and make it, I think, a much more unique film than a lot of other movies. Unfortunately, I don't think it comments, it expands enough on either genre it attempts to parody in order to successfully comment on either. So that was an issue I had with the film. But now I suppose we should jump into our final thoughts on the film. So, Elliot, do you want to start us off? Sure. I really like the film. I actually saw it twice. Once opening night and once with David and Marco. And I just thought it was a a fun kind of film in a time when not everything is so fun. But I I did think it had some really strange mood swings, especially with Jason Sudeikis' character and with the general treatment of Anne Hathaway's monster by the, the city that it terrorizes. It's 
goes from being a monster killing hundreds of people to a hero in in a very short time, uh, about a day, I think, in the, the narrative world. Would you recommend this film, Elliot? Oh, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend this film. I really like the director's other work, especially Time Crimes. That's like his, his first big one, and I enjoyed it. I haven't seen his anthology horror film entries, but I would, I'd recommend this one. I'd recommend his, his previous feature-length endeavors. But Marco, what about you? What do you think? Well, I like the movie. I wouldn't exactly describe it as fun, considering some of the topics that come up later in the film. I'm much more forgiving of the magical realist elements not leading to a lot of plot, a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense at the end because I think the magical elements of it make it less important than it would be in other movies that are more grounded in reality. I would say that there's some flashback elements that I don't think are handled particularly well for this movie, and there's some structural issues, so I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I think it's a very interesting movie, and I think it's probably one of the more interesting movies that's out right now, so I would recommend it. David, what would you have to say? I certainly liked it as well. Because like Marco and Elliot, like you guys have already said, it is a unique film on the market. It's an original concept. We've been getting a lot of period pieces and animated spin-offs of toy brands that have been set oversaturating the market. So it's nice to see something new and original. So I laud that. However, I think it fails as a comedy because none of the elements are really funny, but succeeds as a drama, especially with the character interactions, which make up the heart of the film. The monster elements are really sidelined for the character interactions. And although the character interactions are strong and all the performances are solid, the script doesn't really offer anything special in terms of dialogue. And don't get me wrong, the film is edited very well and shot very well. And it certainly stands out due to its original concept, but it's not anything that we're going to remember in years to come. But despite all that, I would still certainly recommend it because it's an original film and how few of those do we have nowadays? All right, so I'm Marco Carlano. And I'm David Gordon. I'm Elliot Kronzberg, and this has been Fresh Films from NBN Audio. See ya.